Welcome to Cafecito with Rosie on air, where you'll get to know local professionals, entrepreneurs, movers, and shakers, and how they're helping their community. Hear exclusive interviews from thriving individuals, get inspired, and learn from them. And now, your host, author, speaker, commissioner, Medicare broker, business owner, published author, and business trailblazer, Rosie Paulson. Bienvenidos to Cafecito with Rosie on Air. I am the owner of SNR Services and Rosie Paulson Enterprises. My name is Rosie Paulson. I'm a commissioner, a speaker, a Medicare insurance broker, and in 2020, I became the published author of the book, Nieke, the Mindset to Get What You Want. Nieke, the Mindset to Get What You Want. My brand promise is knowledge, connection, success. And Cafecito with Rosie featured business owners in our community and nationally, who they are, what they do, and how they impact our community. Today, I am thrilled to introduce a winner of a speaker talks, a uh, speaker competition that is held twice a year in Tampa by Steve Zapato. And his name is John Browning. John serves as the founder and chief executive officer for Guardian Rock Wealth, is a keynote speaker and an Amazon bestseller author of the book, Build a Life, Not a Portfolio, a guide to your business future based on your personal values, which can be found on Amazon. John spends nearly three decades I'm sorry, John spent nearly three decades in the trenches of Wall Street, managing over $157 billion in assets before he decided to focus more on building the life he wanted rather than just focusing on his personal career and portfolio. He now takes the Wall Street experience and applies those same strategies and tactics to portfolio for individuals and small to mid-sized organizations. Welcome, John. How are you this afternoon? I'm doing really well. Thanks for having me on the show. Great, great. So we start with, first of all, finding out who is John, uh, where are you, uh, where you live in, how long uh, has your family, if you have some um, background on who you are as a person, this is will be the moment. So. Who is John the person? <laughs> uh, well, I, I grew up in West Virginia, so my roots are kind of in the mountains of, of that state. Um, and then I went away to college in Ohio, met a, uh, a wonderful lady there, married, married her, moved to Chicago. We ended up having uh, three kids of our own, and then we adopted three more. So we have six. Wow. And most of them are out and grown, and uh, we still have one at home. She's 14, going into high school. And um, having we are having our first two grandchildren uh, in August, one in Florida and one in Illinois. So we're not sure how we're going to split ourselves up there. <laughs> well, you know, they said that you love your grandchildren more than you do your children. So when you have those, <laughs> let me know, because my grandmother clock is ticking, but my kids are like, stay away from me. Ours is not. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
so uh, Wall Street. So how long were you um, in, in Wall Street? And what was the one thing? It was probably accelerating at one point, but you know, what this what made them make you decide to be part of that industry? Uh, I think it was, uh, well, it, it wasn't any big, amazing story. It was more that when I graduated from college, it was right in the middle of a recession. And the only, frankly, the only job that I could find was in customer service at a big financial firm. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I kind of fell in love with it and rose up through the ranks and ended up managing portfolios. So not a little bit about that guy that does the uh, the uh, place Will Smith, right? That <laughs> yeah, a little bit like that. Yes. Oh, good, good. I, that 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 story is always amazing to me, and my husband always teased me because he says that he does not like when the stories are based in true uh, life you know, life uh, uh, experiences. But to me, that is inspiring because I always know that even though the hard times were there, some there's a truth behind it because it happened to somebody that made a difference. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that that's one of my amazing stories. Uh, one of my favorite movies to watch all the time. Um, and uh, there's other movies that uh, working on on getting the series six. That Scott always kind of like learns the terminology on. So I'm pretty sure you're a big fan of those uh, stories that have those lingo from the financial industry and it's like this guy goes I actually know what they're talking about and then most of the you know layman people is like Woo, goes over their head especially me for you know um so yeah. did you when you became so inspiring on that of becoming uh, um um involved in that industry I know there was there was you you it, the it's not that you wanted to change because there was a big deal, but it's just something in your life decided this is fun and it found what it lasted, but this is more important. And what make you switch from going from corporate to what you're doing now? Well, it was for, for those of you who are listening that are a, a little bit older, like, like I am, you, you will probably remember exactly where you were on 9-11. And I was on the trading desk of my firm in Chicago, not in New York, but on any given day, I would have been in uh, one of those two towers. Wow. So I, I heard what happened before we saw what happened on the mm-hmm. TV, which was just a few minutes later. And, you know, kind of the world stopped in, in that instant. And then... I got busy again, you know, over the next few months. And I found myself almost a year later. uh, I was back in New York. I had been running around all day. Uh, If any of you are familiar with New York, you know, uptown, midtown, downtown. And I I covered all those in a single day in various meetings. And at the end of the day, it was about 1030 at night. And I was looking down. I was right across from where those twin towers had stood. And... It was just a flurry of activity. It was, there was still smoke rising from the ashes. And this is almost a year later. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I was chasing, I was, I was busy, 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 right. With my life, chasing my career, chasing the bigger portfolio, seeing how big I could get it and hadn't really focused 
as much as I felt I should have on my kids and my family and building a life. And hence the idea became build a life, not a portfolio, but it did take a lot of planning and almost 15 years before I was able to kind of extricate myself from that and start my own firm. And now I help other people build a life, not just a portfolio supported by the tool that we call Mm -hmm. money and portfolios, but that's not the end game. And a lot of people get that mixed up, I think. Yeah. And we all, you know, I was, I'm old enough to be, to remember 9-11 and I was working for American Express. So imagine now we have all this uh, business people stranded in New York and now we have to get them home. And Mm -hmm. well, as you know, a lot of the airports and everything were closed. Uh, Some of them were able to grab um, rental cars and drive together. Um, But our agency, American Express, at that time stayed like 48 to almost 72 hours open to be able to accommodate these people until we all got, we got everybody home. Um, And I remember that was also a, a very pivotal point in my life as an American, you know, because again, I was a naturalized citizen. um, But I became a I became a a citizen in 2000. And and I believe this happened in 1991. So right after that, I wanted so bad uh, to make the commitment and and, and, um, be part of of this amazing country because of the way we all as American um, stood together after that tragedy that we keep, you know, remembering in our life today. So, and, and it does bring you to your mortality, right? Because you could be, you could have been there at that moment, but because of your purpose, you were in Chicago and now you are able to leave what you were created to be that only you can fulfill. So that's part of the story of this and why we share everyone's stories in the Cafecito with Rosie uh, air show, because um, it is about you were created for a purpose that only you can fulfill. So thank you, John, for for sharing that story, because I know it's a very touchy one for many of us that were here at that time. Um, and now the other question that I always ask my, uh, my, the people in my uh, show is if you can go back to your younger self, you have to, you do have to share your story, your, your backstory with my, uh, with my uh, <laughs> listeners. But if you can go back to your younger self and tell that person or uh, that young person something about today, something that you know today, and it will make a big difference in their life. What will that be? Wow, that's a great, great question. And there's probably, there's a whole lot of things. Um, I think probably the the most important thing that I can think of off the top of my head with that is, uh, I would tell my younger self that it's absolutely okay to to um, not have everything that your mother and father had right away and <laughs> and spend a little bit of time uh, enjoying the struggle and and uh, planning mm-hmm. for the future. So you know when I was younger, 
frankly, I was trying to figure out how, how do I get those two cars and that house and everything revolved around, I had to get there. And had I spent a little bit more time and, and maybe a, a little bit more time, not just planning, but getting a mentor, mm-hmm. somebody who could just tell me the things that I want to tell myself back then right now. Mm-hmm. But instead, you know, when I think the tendency is when we graduate from college and we've taken all those classes, we've worked really hard. We feel like we kind of know everything. And Mm -hmm. I'm ashamed to admit I was kind of that way. You know, I wanted Mm -hmm. to run the company and and have everything all at once. And if I could just tell myself, slow down, Mm -hmm. find yourself somebody willing, which can be difficult. And that's why I always try and make myself available to younger people just willing to tell me the truth. Sometimes if, if it's Mm -hmm. hard, that's fine. Tell me the truth. Encourage me that, you know, this time gets, this time ends at some point and you do make it with some planning. That's what I would tell myself. Find Mm -hmm. a great mentor. Yeah. And you share a story in a speaker talks and we're going to talk about speaker talks in a little bit, but you share a story with your mom. (laughs) And so tell us, Tell my listeners about that story. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious and I love it. <laughs> well, it it goes back to really strange things that sometimes we're taught as as kids and we carry them through to, a, to adulthood. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if anybody listening has had this experience or, or knows anything about this, but my strange thing that my mom taught me was, and I didn't realize it was strange at the time, mm-hmm but it revolved around bread bags. Mm -hmm. So you go to a grocery store, you get your bread, it comes in a plastic bag, you finish the bread, and then you throw the bag away. That's what most people do, I think. (laughs) But my mother was a little different. If she caught us throwing away a bread bag, we would be in big trouble because those could be used again. And she would have us rinse those out and hang them up with clothespins until they dried out. And we would reuse those probably four or five times until they just had holes in them and weren't worth anything anymore. So then I, I talk about that, that, and you know, when I, when I got married, my, my wife was like, what are you doing with the bread bags? <laughs> I'm like, well, you got to reuse these. And She's a, my wife is a nurse and she was like, that's not even sanitary. Don't, don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, but you have to realize that it comes from her mindset and her past. Right. Her mother. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I tell this, I always tell this story too. Like when Scott and I got married, um, see my parents come from a very, uh, chaotic and, and it's just not chaotic at all bad things it's not like they want it to be that way but if my dad is not thinking about the next thing to do or putting out fires there we always going 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 my parents can never sit still for just five minutes they can they can be in the present um I now understand that that's a lot of emotional because when you are in the moment, you have to feel those emotions. And my family does not really know how to handle that. But I did not know when you are immersed on the 
in the situation, you think that's normal and you think that everybody's the same way. Um, but it takes um, that growth and that self-improvement to realize, um, yeah, no, this is not the way I want to live in, and we're going to change this and make that difference. So in your case, like what you say, you know, your your wife says it's not even sanitary. There's things that my husband tells me all the time. Why do you do things that way? And I said, well, I don't know. My dad used to do it. He goes, you know how difficult that is? And I said, I don't know any other way to do it. And then he shows me his way to do things, and I'm like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so it's it's really funny to see sometimes when my dad wants to do something and Scott is right next to my dad and my dad will fight and use all his strength and all that stuff. And my husband just looked at him, bless their heart, because he loves my daddy too. And and they look at he looks at him and he says, Okay. Now let me try my way, okay, Daddy? And my dad goes, okay. And then it's like he picks it up or whatever they're doing. And it's like in less than five minutes after my poor father has been struggling for almost half an hour, it's like, okay, it's done. Anything else you need? And my dad looks at him and is like, oh, but it's just a way, a different way. My my husband is a thinker, a processor, and he he um. Uh, thinks about what he's going to do. My dad is full of emotions and he gets things done right away, even if it takes him half an hour to do the same thing. So, <laughs> yeah. 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 And I think in, in business is the same thing, uh, John. Now, I know uh, probably if you can tell a business owner per se that is just starting on their entrepreneurial business. I know that when you work for corporations, you have that retiring money that your that your corporation matches matches. But business owners sometimes think they can't do the same when you're an entrepreneur or a, a, a small business owners. What will you tell that person? Uh, well, definitely the number one thing is you absolutely can set aside money in a specific retirement plan for yourself and, and your employees if you would if you want to do it that way but it's it's not as difficult if you do it the right way mm -hmm. it's not as difficult as people think that it is you don't have to set up this huge 401k plan there are other ways that small businesses medium-sized businesses can provide for a retirement plan and it's probably the biggest mistake that i see entrepreneurs make mm -hmm. is because they're so focused on their business and, and rightfully so that they forget to plan their personal life mm -hmm. and there's all, so much that i would love to teach people that are kind of in that i'm just getting successful in my small business and and now what do I do? How do I prepare for my life, frankly, after? And it's hard to see that when you're, mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever been in the forest, right? You, you see the trees, mm -hmm. but you're unable to see the whole beautiful mountaintop, the whole beautiful forest because mm -hmm. you're, you're too close. Mm -hmm. And that happens on a personal basis. And it really happens when you're an entrepreneur because you're so involved with the business. Mm -hmm. But I think that's what I always, uh, one of the things that I always share with people as an entrepreneur, pay yourself first, because yes. we always worry about somebody else, like the, our employees and things like that. 
but the biggest commodity in your business is you. So why not pay yourself first? And sometimes it's a minimal, uh, but with a minimal amount, but with a long time, like if you start younger, then that is where the rule of 72 is so important because of the years you put in this money away. So yes, there are avenues and there are platforms that they can use, but start with something, right? We always think that we need thousands and thousands of dollars to start. Uh, and that because we business owners, we need to have that. But there are so many options and it can be also tax defer. It also helps your, your companies uh, to pay less taxes. So many things that a professional like you that is looking for uh, that individual's uh, success it's always good to have in the corner so you can guide us through this thing but start right i think the biggest thing is to start start yeah like uh like nike says just just do it <laughs> yeah. gotta get started right and and you're right the the biggest point i one of the biggest points you just made there is start with something mm -hmm. doesn't have to be a thousand bucks um i just there's a daughter of one of my clients right now who just came to me and said, I'm getting ready for college, but I can, now this is really thinking for an 18 year old, right? Mm -hmm. She said, but I, I figured out that, that I'm there, I'm being offered loans at 0% because of her grades and everything else, 0% and I don't pay anything on them until four years from now. And can I take what I'm earning now and invest that? And so she's starting with a very small account, but she is starting. Mm -hmm. And you're, and, wow, I'm 18 years old. You know how many times her money is going to double? It's going to be amazing. Because I think my niece and my nephew did something similar too. And I think they're 22 and 21 and they already have, I mean, they are ahead of any of us. You know, my brother and my sister, we, we, we hardly ever had any money because my parents never really understood the the concept of savings um but we were able to <clears throat> overcome that with our children and mine are also doing the same so it's 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 just good to have that good to know that they they have the future and what we told them something and we just have a few more minutes john so if you could share uh let's talk about speaker talks because i think this will be a great thing to give steve zapato an amazing shout out I think this was your second time speaking at speaking uh, speaker talks, right? This was actually my very first time. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I, but I thought you were there last time. No. Nope. No. Oh. This is my first time there. Yeah. Oh. It was. Well, tell me what in what kind of like attracted you to participate as one of the twelve speakers that 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 uh, participated in the contest, and then that you are now uh, the official winner. Uh, yeah, so I, I, re, you know, one of the things that I realize is that the better that I can communicate, mm -hmm. the more people that I can likely help. And when I started this business, it's, you know, it's not as lucrative as running around Wall Street and managing those big portfolios, but it's, it's really what I want to do. And I, I want to help more people. And it's not that difficult for people to get started. Like you said, just get started. So I got in touch with Steve Sapato, 
And he started talking to me, you know, I had spoken in front of groups before, but when he started talking to me about what I was, not what I was saying, but how I was saying it, I just got a ton of value from that. And, and, uh, you know, taking his coaching improved, I think improved where I started from, uh, you know, well over a hundred percent. It was kind of, I was saying the same thing, but I was saying it in a different way. Yeah. And it made all the difference, I think. Yeah. Big shout out to Steve. And John, I thank you so much for joining us today and looking forward to many adventures together, my friend. All right. <laughs> me too. It was great. Uh, great being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. Okay, my friends and my listeners, when you sincerely care and are cared for through your relationship, your business and your community will thrive. So remember, you can make a difference. You were created for a purpose that only you can fulfill. Change our community, make an impact for the best and your legacy for future generations will be one of being pure positive and inspire. This is Rosie Paulson. Ciao. You just enjoyed another episode of Cafecito with Rosie on air. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and visit www.rosiepaulson.com to learn more about Rosie Paulson Enterprises. Stay pure, stay positive, stay inspired.